0: by Hila Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. Again, just to throw out the numbers for the hotline, 424-625-5562 is where you can call to leave us a message that Hila can address your thoughts, your questions, your ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Again, 424-625-5562 is that number. You can email us if you prefer to email at podcast.peacefulese.com, and you can also Check out Ela online. peacefullys.com is where you can find her there. Ila, how's everything going today? Good. Last days in Switzerland. I'm leaving in four days,
1: completing my one month of kind of solitude in the mountains. So trying to make the most of it.
0: Are you still loving the solitude or are you about ready to get back to more accompanied surroundings?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I could do more of this. But then, you know, I call myself a a loner. Not a loner, but with an A at the beginning. (laughs) Because being an only child and traveling so much, even as a child, I just had to say goodbye all the time. and, And that taught me how to be with myself. And even when I'm alone, I'm not lonely. So it's like... It's been a month that I'm just here hiking, yet it was very quick in some sense. And I feel I could do more of this, but I'm also happy to, for a while, take a break from this and go back to the civilization in some sense and share this calm state with friends and family and with others.
0: Do you ever think you're really alone?
1: Well, alone... Hmm. Physically, yes. But lonely, emotionally, no. There is always some connection.
0: I've heard some people say, we're always alone. We're born alone. We die alone. We go through life and interact with each other, but we're always alone, which I don't tend to buy into that theory. No. Then there's other people that say, We're never alone. We're always connected to something. We're always connected somewhere. We can feel lonely as an emotion, as you just said, but we're never really alone. I was just interested to hear your take on this topic.
1: Well, you know my take on these things generally, it's never black or white. It's never, we had a, I think we we talked about this during an episode. It's never or, it's always and. And feelings are so personal that yes, you can be, lonely in the midst of a crowd you know and i think that in the big cities i get that sense you go to you know like new york london and you can feel lonely like emotionally lonely as if you're the only one and no one understands you and no one sees you even if you're in the midst of a crowd but then you can be in a small cow town in Switzerland, and feel very much connected. Like as if I can reach out and connect with everything around me, the trees, the insects, the seldom people I see, the many cows and the sheep. (laughs) So it's really an inner reflection of how you feel.
0: I love the the to reiterate the and instead of the or mm-hmm. because I think that's something a lot of people need to hear myself included. It's not this or that. Why can't it be this and that?
1: Correct. So
0: yes. I love that. But I know on this episode before we get too far off the rails. You have a poem that you'd like to share with us. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear the poem. I haven't heard it yet. I just know that you said you have a poem that you love. And typically, if there's a poem that you love, it really sparks a lot of deep insight and thought. So I love that too. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you read us the poem so that we can hear it and talk about it.
1: Mm -hmm. So this poem is by Derek Walcott. It's called Love After Love. And I think to me, it's a beautiful, beautiful poem about becoming friends with yourself or shaking hands with yourself, which is my passion. So I'll just read it for you. Love after love. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. That's it.
0: I want to hear a little bit more from you on how what we just heard in your mind, because I I can make some connections in my own, but I want to hear from your perspective how the poem we just heard ties into your passion about helping people or facilitating people shaking their own hands.
1: I think this is a beautiful poem in the sense that we can easily imagine doing all this, welcoming a friend to our place, offering wine, something to eat, having a chat and being this warm host. You can imagine doing all this to a friend But to ourselves, we are generally different. And especially when mistakes happen, this comes up, the inner critic, like we had an episode on this and we'll link to that. If you make a mistake personally, I think that's when we treat ourselves the worst. Whereas imagine a friend saying, oh, you know what? I just messed up at work. I just made a big, big mistake. I think I'm going to get fired. You would do anything to help that friend. He would say, hey, don't worry. It will be fine. Everyone makes mistakes. I'm sure you will, you will just sort it out somehow. But if you were the person making that mistake, imagine how what a hard time you will give to yourself and the names you would call yourself even. And this poem represents to me is like that friendship that you can start building with yourself.
0: Why do you think as human beings, we tend to be so much harder on ourselves than we are on other people in our lives?
1: I don't know if it's like this all around the world, really. I think in the West, I see it a lot. And I think to some degree, yes, we all do that. But I remember reading... This book by Alan Wallace, The Four Immeasurables. And he, there he was describing a conversation he had with a Tibetan Buddhist monk. And Alan Wallace was saying, oh, I always mention how I screw up things, like the mistakes I make. What's wrong with that? And the monk was saying, hey, that's funny. And Alan Walters was saying, no, no, I mean it, we do that. And the monk was saying, but why would you do that? Are you stupid? <laughs> 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 Apparently it doesn't exist in Tibetan culture. So reading that was like an eye-opener for me that we learned this. I mean, children don't do that. You know, they kind of we educate them into this children don't self-criticize automatically imagine like look at a child drawing one picture after another they will bring it to you and say like mom dad or uncle whatever like look at this I mean it could be terrible between you and I you
0: can't even <laughs> stay in the lines like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you would be like wow and they will be like yeah <laughs> it's
0: a work of art
1: Yeah. Yeah. At some point, things change, though. Yeah. At some point, we learn from others that, oh, is this painting good enough?
0: This brings up a whole other topic in my mind from the perspective of being here in the West, in Western culture especially. That's something that's happening right now in culture that I see a lot on, on television, on social media, pretty much everywhere you look, is the fact of today's youth there's one group of people that believes things are great and giving trophies to the 10th place finisher is okay. And then there's the other group that thinks only the winners should get any glory and everyone else should be realistically put in their place. Where do you fall in this question? Because I think this, the way that they're treated, the way that they're rewarded for certain things or not as they get older, has an impact on how we feel about ourselves. Unless we're aware enough to realize that that, that really doesn't even matter. I'm inherently valuable no matter what.
1: I think in our generation, a lot of people are living an illusion, a golden version of themselves, I call. So they're holding this golden mask in front of their faces that looks absolutely perfect. And inside, they're striving to be that mask which causes the self dislike which turns self growth into self punishment and the feelings of not being enough and people run after this illusion to be that illusion they reject their current selves they see themselves as inadequate not good enough because they cannot match that perfect illusion they created on social media. And it is the worst punishment you can give yourself to deny yourself, to reject yourself for who you are. Because then you can never be accepted while you're rejecting yourself.
0: Yeah. And to piggyback on that, too, you know, especially for kids. I mean, kids, I think that what you just said is so spot on because when I was growing up, we didn't have social media. I mean, we're on it now and we're so ever connected. But kids today, I see you know kids that are three, four, five years old on iPads and phones and playing on different apps and doing different things. And so it seems like the culture and those things are happening so much earlier than they were. So I remember when I was a kid, I would play baseball and I would go out and have fun. And, you know, my dad would come to every game, but he never had an expectation for me. He would practice with me. I would try and play the best that I could, but he never held me to an expectation of you better perform like this in sports. It was Mm -hmm. always, did you have a good time? Did you enjoy the experience? That's the most important thing. And I think that that helped me a lot in my development because I wasn't the most gifted athlete, but I worked hard and I had fun with it and I loved playing the game. And I just I did it all the way through high school because I enjoyed the process. But my self value and worth was never tied to the way that I played. Yeah. So I mean, I think that that whether I got the trophy or not, I don't even have a lot of the trophies that I got from anymore. I mean, I don't even know where they went. My mom probably has them somewhere, but I don't (laughs) even know where they are, because my value was never in those trophies. And so I think that that for me was an advantage, especially going into business and becoming an entrepreneur. And I think that You know, a lot of times when we look at how are we treating the kids, what are they getting? So I don't think personally when we talk about the self-worth and self-value and trophies or not, I don't think that matters. I think what matters is how are you showing up to be there to support them and what value do they feel about themselves from the example that we are showing them?
1: Yes. And that's how I find this poem is so beautiful. Like even just this line. When will you love again the stranger who is yourself? Because by going after these trophies and awards and the perfect golden image we create on social media, we turn ourselves into strangers. We can't recognize ourselves anymore. I mean, how many people can look in the mirror and smile at the person they see? without any judgment or criticism. Oh, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too old, I'm too young. It's endless. We are strangers to ourselves. So when will we love again the stranger who are looking at us in the mirror?
0: And I think as we progress through life, this bleeds into our relationships. It bleeds into our professional lives. It affects everything, the way we feel about ourselves, whether, you know, and that's why I talk about on 10-Minute Mindset every day, become your own best friend. And that's what you talk about and you're passionate about, because if you hold yourself to that value and you can really love yourself at that level, then that's going to really affect how you show up and treat everyone else. You have to start with you.
1: And from you you can get to a peaceful society you can get to a peaceful planet because a peaceful society can only be achieved by peaceful individuals like you so if you can make yourself at peace if you can live at ease you will radiate that energy and you will inspire others and others will work on their lives and work on again becoming familiar with the truth about themselves with who they are. And this way we can create a change one person at a time. And the change starts within. I know so many people who want to create an impact outside who want to change the world. But if you change your perspective, the world will look different anyway.
0: Absolutely. And I think that that leads right into, you know, it starts with awareness. It starts with having the awareness. And I think that if you find yourself even just if you do this internally, you don't have to even outwardly do this, but if you find yourself consistently judging other people, like if someone walks by and you make a snap judgment in your mind about that person, it's, it says nothing about that person, but it says a lot about how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So if you have that, if you become aware that this is happening, start to think about how do I really feel about myself? Mm-hmm. How do I really feel on the inside? Why am I projecting this on the other people and how can I begin to really accept and stop judging myself so that then I will stop judging other people.
1: Yeah. That's why I say you get to know people when they talk about others, not
0: themselves. That's profound. Say that one more time.
1: You get to know people when they talk about others, not themselves.
0: We all love to talk about ourselves. I know that we all love to, (laughs) especially when if you listen to a lot of podcasts or you talk to other people. People love to show up, and there's nothing wrong with that. You should be proud of yourself. You should tell other people how you can help them and all those things. But that's very, very. That's so true. When you listen to how people talk about other people, Mm -hmm. it tells you so much
1: about the people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. So I would like to leave our listeners with a question today. And the question is, how would your life change if you were more at ease with who you are as a whole? If you stopped editing, wishing, rejecting, denying, or even abusing yourself? How would your life change if you could just say, this whole package is me, this is what I have? And I'm okay with that. Just for a moment, ask yourself and try to feel that ease of acceptance. And just imagine how would you act differently and what would change in your life from that point.
0: One thing I want to add to that before we go, and this happened, and I have brought this up before, but I'll say it again because it's made such a profound impact in my life and I still go back to it. When I was a child... From, you know, ever since I can remember up until I was about probably 13, 14 years old, every single night when I would be laying in bed, I would always hear the door crack open and my dad would peek his head in and he would always say, good night, Mario, you're a miracle. I love you. You can be anything you want to be. And he would go, but every single night I heard this and I'll catch myself today in my Mm -hmm. mid thirties at times when I feel like less than or not looking in the mirror and saying that to myself again. And that helps me come back to that. So the point is, if you can find, do what the exercise that Ela said, and then have something that can bring you back, that you really believe about yourself, that you love about yourself, whether it's that you're a miracle, you're a loving person, if you're fantastic from the inside, whatever it is that you believe, you can have something that can help bring you back. But you have to do what Ela said and really focus and start to believe that change, start to believe that you are the miracle that you are today as a human being
1: beautifully said thank you mario
0: thank you Ela. it's always so much fun i want to remind everyone share with us share with us your thoughts your ideas your questions at the peaceful Ease hotline 424-625-5562 that's the number you can email them to us podcast at peaceful com. and you can visit and learn more about Ela and everything that she's up to at peaceful com. that is her website Ela. it's always so much fun i can't wait for the next episode thank you again thank you Join us again on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family members. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at PeacefulEase.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time. Be kind to yourself.